This is a podcast where you don't have to be perfect. You can be happy. Make your day count. Encouraging, uplifting, full of joy. You're worth more than you think. This is Entirely Unconventional, and I'm Lindsay Roberts. I pray for something miraculous to happen to you today. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Entirely Unconventional. I'm Lindsay Roberts, and I'm joined today with my lovely co-host, my co-host of many, many years on many different things, Melissa Lee. We went back and looked at some pictures earlier, and our kids (laughs) were in K-4, and we were homeroom mothers, and the comedy continues all these years (laughs) later. Our kids are grown and still buddies to each other, And, and Melissa and I have been one thing consistently, and that is studying the Word of God for Mm -hmm. pretty much the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. So today, she is joining me, and part of what we've been talking about, very, very important to us, is the word hope. Mm -hmm. We've seen people lose hope, Mm -hmm. hope deferred that makes the heart sick, or something like that. And We've talked about it in a couple of different ways because she's got a medical profession on her side. And of course, with me, the the spiritual aspect of it. And you put it all together. Her husband's a doctor, um, daughter in medical school, another daughter headed there and and a son-in-law graduated there. So the medical side of it has been very unique lately Mm -hmm. when we talk about what happens in hopelessness Mm -hmm. and the scriptural biblical side of it. So today we want to talk about the biblical side of what hope means and how we can apply it to our lives. So Melissa, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And let's jump into the word. Okay. So, you know, we say Jesus is our hope, but what does that look like? We know that hope hope deferred, deferred. (laughs) that we know that hope deferred makes the heart sick Mm -hmm. and I think that today we're seeing, and especially over these last three years, if people have gotten really afraid, yeah, they've. Um, I think the world slowed down so much that people were whatever we were using to distract ourselves, yeah, from the reality of life, yeah. When all of that settles down, there's nothing to think of but the condition of your mind, right? Well, and and churches were closed during what may have been one of the most unusual times of my life. I've never lived in a pandemic before, Mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. Um, Epidemic maybe, but pandemic, it was pretty unusual. And then, you know, it's things that are, you know, absolutely necessary, and they deemed that the church was not necessary. So if people were going through unusual experiences, thank God for the internet and the churches and the the different people that were still on the internet and, in fact, growing on the internet. But that uh, community of the church itself during a time of a pandemic, probably being out of the loop in so many places, that out of the loop also could be a breeding ground mm-hmm. for, um, you know, hope deferred, so right, to speak. Right. Well, I think, I think we're really good at staying busy. Mm-hmm. I think we're really good at staying busy. And when nobody could leave and you couldn't go and Fill your day, your time. And busy was off the table. Yes. And wear yourself out so when you did lay down at night, you'd just go to sleep. Yeah. You know? And it was scary. People were getting sick. And we didn't know how sick we were. 
honestly, a lot of people were afraid to answer the door to go out. I know my husband had the uh, dubious distinction of doing the first COVID testing in the state of Oklahoma. I was like, thank you, governor. (laughs) Whoa, hello. But they were in hazmat suits. So we had to quarantine from our children and from their children because we didn't know what Doc was going to, I mean, what he was being exposed to. Yeah. Now, in all fairness, he, they set up all kinds of things. He was in his clinic. He would talk to people. Um, the nurses would go out in hazmat suits. And I was like, well, that's sweet. I'm sure their families are loving them coming to work. But it was just a weird time. And we saw. It almost looks like television time. Something yes. you'd see in the movies. Yes. I but mean, not they, something you experience yeah, right. in it the was, clinic or exactly. even in your house. And they'd go outside and drive up. And the people were out in the parking lot in hazmat suits. And it's like, what? This is like some like kind of Like landing in bad, outer space. Yes. And so also, but what, what they saw was people coming in to get tested because they were sick. Yeah. But also people were so scared, Lindsay. Yeah. They had no hope for the future. They were consumed with fear. Okay, so let's move forward to now. A lot of things that people had built their lives on, the foundation of busyness, jobs, things have closed down. Even their financials. Yes. Because it shifted. So their hope is like the things they had their hope in were so temporary. Things that we thought were so sure. I mean, listen, we can look at culture and in the last, I mean, three years, one year, things change every day. Things are changing the way the systems work, the way we got used to doing things. Like the housing market right now is completely different than it was a year ago. ago. So yeah, even a year ago. And think of these kids that worked from kindergarten up to graduation, waiting mm-hmm. to put on their little cap and yes. gown and walk through that. And they couldn't have a graduation. Right. And how does a 15, 16, 17, maybe 18-year-old process all right. of that, even if it affects scholarship or going on to college? Right. or I mean, everything was in, I'm going to say, one of those states of unknown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know when unknown was going to end. Right, right. We were, it was like living in limbo for, yes, that those two weeks stretched out a long time, sister. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I had uh, one of my, my youngest daughters in medical school. She went to medical school online. And it's like, what do you mean you're going to medical school online? I was like, yeah. let's calculate what year those kids will be residents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're doing great. I mean, they're back in class and labs yeah. doing clinicals. They're fine. But that was like, you build yourself up and you work so hard to get there. And it's like, okay, now sit at a computer and read medical books. So That's that was different. Yeah, that was very, it was very jarring, you yeah. know? So the things that we've put our, our things that we've planned on pursuing yeah. and doing look so different. Um, so it's how do we weather life's storms and rise above the tide with a hope-filled heart? So, okay, let me ask you this. And that's a perfect question because... I don't know about you. This is just me. Mm-hmm. But when something like that happens in your human brain, you're wondering, is something like that going to happen again? Right. Now, it never happened in my lifetime. Right, right. But now I'm wondering, is it going to happen again? Maybe it's over with. Maybe it's at least, you know, they say waxing and waning. Maybe mm-hmm. it is waning. Maybe it is lessening. Maybe it'll never happen again. But now guess what word we all are using? 
Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The impending threat of the possibility. Yeah. We can't live like that. It's we need to weird live. to yeah. live like yeah. that. Yeah. To me. We, yeah. No, we, we need to, I think hope, Jesus is our hope, right? Yeah. He is our only hope. And that's the one thing that didn't change right. for me. Right. Jesus Christ, the hope of glory. Mm-hmm. And you pulled out some very interesting scriptures that I think I already knew. Mm-hmm. In fact, I know I knew them. Right. But when the circumstances of the time, uh, the season, the, the, the time of the earth that we're in changed so rapidly, those scriptures became maybe more, I'm not saying they were ever irrelevant, but mm-hmm. they certainly came to the forefront of my mind. Right, right. And you had a, a really good list that I think uh, people really, if you if you can, write it down, because I think this list... Knowing what can or can't happen, uh, let's let's know the foundation of the Word of God. Well, I think the most basic one that we've always is like Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. He says, "I'm going to give you a future and a hope, and it is good." That's what God says. Now, and it is good, and it is good. Now, listen. When God created the heavens and the earth, He finished and said, "It is good." It is so good. God's good is going to blow our good out of the water. You know what I mean? He's like, listen, he spoke the heavens and the earth and man into existence and ended with a, and it It is is good. good. So when he says, when the creator of heaven earth says, I have a plan and a hope for you, for your future. And it is good. Now, when he spoke this in Jeremiah, those people had been forced to flee their homes. This was his promise to them. Like, listen, hold on. Yeah, I've got a plan and a future, and it is good. And that's how God, that's the same God. So hope to me is like a state of mind. We can't get there on our own. It's not about pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps and trying to talk ourselves into being happy. It's knowing that Jesus Christ is our hope and our future, and we set our sights on him, and he is our sustaining hope. You know, it's strange because different people react to different things. Mm -hmm. The fact that where I was at that particular time, which was really strange, uh, I happened to have been in a place where there was lockdown. Right. You had nothing. Nothing. You didn't have toilet paper, sister. We had to hunt. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I never thought in my life that I would ever be discussing toilet paper, Mm -hmm. nor did I ever think that I would be searching for it, nor did I ever think that I would actually have to send some to my children in other states. Right. It was weird. Yeah. And so when you think about that, your focus I mean, come on, one minute you're out driving your car and you're going to the grocery store and the next minute you're questioning whether or not you can find toilet paper or canned goods or a this or a that. Literally, when we sent, somebody had gone out and we were like, hey, look for toilet paper, not having a clue Mm -hmm. what a commodity Mm -hmm. (laughs) that we should have been stockpiling. And I'll never forget. And the price of hand sanitizer. Yes. I mean, Really? Yeah. I'll <laughs> never forget Poppy coming home. And he said, I, I couldn't find any. And we're like, what? Yeah. What do you mean you couldn't find any? So I remember for Madeline's birthday, he got her a big package of toys. It was a kind of a joke. But, but her, at the same time, it's not funny. She laughed and cried. And she said, thank you, Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? No, I Your know. grandfather, what but, a gift. But how our expectations change, yeah. right? Yep. Like what? That would have been ludicrous the year before. Yeah. 
But the need creates a different emotion, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And lack and fear create a desperation, Lindsay. And then closing and down churches. Yes. And that, oh my goodness, I know. So here's what I wrote. When life hits its lowest point, the special gift of hope emerges, emerges in its most potent form, enabling us to lift our eyes once more to the horizon. So in 1 Peter 1.13, it says, we are born again to the living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So it is during these crazy times, and it's not just about a lack of toilet paper. Madeline actually worked at a hospital. Yeah. And um, as her mommy, she was candy striping kind of yeah. the, the year before. Um, the first year it started, she was waiting to, right to, ready to start medical school. And she said, Mom, I just want to tell you, they're um, putting me on the COVID floor. And I said, what? Oh, They're wow. putting you on the COVID floor. You're a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Do they not know? <laughs> You're exactly. my baby. But it's like, so there's this whole different things. And so it was like, okay, you know, have people in the medical industry doing this medical in our yeah. family. But trusting the Lord, being wise, she wasn't yeah. unwise. They had protocol they yeah. followed, but there was so much unknown. And so, but knowing, okay, Jesus, you're our hope through all of this. And when you, you know, I, I look back at the time when I was pregnant and the first time I carried a baby full term was, mm. was, uh, my third pregnancy mm. and I didn't know what to expect. Right. Then by my fourth pregnancy, fifth pregnancy, mm -hmm. Chloe, I have three living children, but Chloe was my sixth pregnancy. Mm. I had much more of an opportunity to know kind of what to expect, mm -hmm. but boy, the first time. I mean, you'd have thought that I was jumping out of an airplane without a parachute and I'm having a baby, which is very natural, very godlike, very heart's desire. But truthfully, if you'd have looked at me and listened to me, it was as though I was jumping out of some airplane with, you know, the engine cutting out and I didn't have a parachute and my free fall of God, what do I do next? And okay, Lindsay, you know, come on. But it was the unknown. Right, right. Now, by the time Chloe came along, you my know, bags were packed. Right. I was, you know, I had a little more sense about me. Right. But it's because I had information. Yeah. The Bible is our information. Let's, let's go back, though. I want to go back to hope deferred. Yeah. When you had your first miscarriage. Yeah. And you tried again and you had your second yep. miscarriage. Then your third. Richard Oral. Was Richard Oral. And it's, you have the most precious booklet called 36 Hours with an yep. Angel. And I Went mean. Went to heaven in 36 hours. If there was hours. ever a cloud of heaviness and yep. hurt over Tulsa, Oklahoma <laughs> was when you had your baby and he went a to have beautiful it. baby boy yeah. and he was gone within 36 hours yeah. for no reason. No, no reason. How, what was your, what pushed you through to go for your beautiful Jordan? I called her yesterday, our porcelain doll, Jordan and our Olivia doll. and our Chloe. Yep. All of them. What pushed me through was, I'll be honest with you at first, no hope. Mm-hmm. Then no more hope. And then on top of that, no more hope. Mm -hmm. And then I coupled it with more no hope. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. made the classic mistake 
of not surrounding myself with people that could infuse hope in me. Mm. Not all the time, because there were a lot of people that were, but some I, people don't know what to do. I, it's true. And when people didn't know what to do, they did nothing. When people did know what to do, they did it. When they didn't know what to do, they did the wrong thing or mm-hmm. whatever. But I chose, I, Lindsay Roberts, chose to retreat. Mm. And I decided to go to Nigeria because Richard had planned a trip over there, which was crazy. I <laughs> one didn't have, week One week. <laughs> one week after having a baby. I mean, any woman who's had a baby, think what your body is Listen, doing. Listen, I'm, I'm barely walking to the bathroom one week after my exactly. five babies. <laughs> and I ended up, because Richard had already planned. Now, Richard Orle had gone to heaven. And about three days later, Richard was supposed to leave. And I said, you go to Nigeria. This was planned. He mm-hmm. had shots, immunizations. Mm-hmm. And the whole team waiting and the crew and crusades waiting. I said, mm-hmm. just go. I'll be fine. And I was given two tickets to go to Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. And the Lord spoke to me and said, go with Richard. So I, I'm like, I'm going to go with you. Well, I couldn't because I didn't have the immunization shots to go to an African country, several African mm-hmm. countries. And so I said, you go on ahead and I'll meet up with you. I don't know where my brain was, Mm-mm. but I got on an airplane. I ended up in uh Ivory Coast, then Senegal, or the other way around, and then Nigeria, and then Swaziland, and on and on. Now, imagine doing that a week after having a baby. It made no sense. I was in no physical shape. I was in no emotional shape. I think you had to be just numb. I was numb. And the Holy Spirit, I would not recommend that to another living soul. And I Mm -hmm. certainly wouldn't want my daughters doing something like that. We'd be chasing them down. I would be chasing them down to the airport. Auntie Melissa would be chasing them. (laughs) It's absolutely the truth. But when I got there, Dr. Benson Itahosa and his wife, Margaret, began to minister to me. And I didn't want to hear it. Isn't that awesome, though? Yeah, that you chose to go there, but God met you right where right you were with there. the biggest breath of fresh air yep. and a breath of hope. And I do believe if he had told me to go to California, if he told me to go to the moon, I'd have gone mm-hmm. and been obedient. But this was a tough one because at that time I was told it was the highest infant mortality rate in the entire world. I thought, mm. well, I'm just where I belong. Mm. And somebody met me at the airplane and said, Oh, where's the baby? Did you bring the baby? And I just literally felt like I had died again Mm. on that tarmac. So I go into Bensonita Hosa's house and Margaret began to minister to me. Mm. Powerhouse. And there was a a power in that woman. Mm -hmm. And she began to point her finger at me and prophesy. Mm -hmm. I could not escape it. I did not want to hear it, but I couldn't escape it. And when she did, she told me to go back and try one more time. And I said, no. And she said, no, I'm telling you by the word of the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's different. Yeah. this is. (laughs) And I said, okay. I went back and within six months I was pregnant, Mm -hmm. carried Jordan full term, then of course Olivia and Chloe. And and Jordan is this porcelain-looking doll. I mean, she's very tall. She's got this porcelain-looking skin. She looks like me, but doesn't look like me. And and she looks like this very unusual. um, Her she has this really, really, really dark hair. Gorgeous, but but beautiful blue eyes. Mm -hmm. It's a very unusual. Uh, color pattern, if mm-hmm. you could say. I don't even know how to describe it. And people used to say to me, what nationality is she? And I always say, well, she's Nigerian because <laughs> awesome. I meant it from my soul. Yes. Because had it not been for 
me going to Nigeria Margaret. and Margaret Idahosa prophesying over me. Yeah. There would be no porcelain Jordan One more try. or Olivia yeah. or Chloe. Yeah. And wow. so I look at that and I think God knows mm-hmm. where we can find hope. Yeah. And it's in him. Yes. I him did not alone. expect to find hope in Lagos, Nigeria. Mm-mm. No. But I did. Yeah. If yeah. we will listen to God through his son, Jesus Christ, the hope of glory, mm-hmm. I believe he can put us into a position. All I had to do was say yes to the Lord and yes to the call that he told me to do. Mm-hmm. And it positioned me to receive. Mm-hmm. And it was weird. Yeah, It's not what I would have planned. It's not no. what I've, I thought I was going to go to my little two tickets. I didn't even know who to take <laughs> with me in a sense because Richard was gone. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought I was just going to sit on some pool chair for a week. And well, he didn't get back for, I think, I think we we're gone. I don't know. I think it was like six weeks, mm-hmm. but I just thought I was going to sit on the chair and the sun would start to heal me and, mm. and, I would feel better. I had no idea that you were going to Nigeria going and the son of God would bring would healing meet me to there. you. Right? Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah. That's but awesome, if though. we are close enough to the hope of glory, yeah. then we're hope, close enough to the hope. Right. And that's right. where I found it. That's awesome. One of the scriptures that I absolutely love, um, it's my prayer for you is may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. And that's Romans 15, 13. That's my prayer for each and every person listening today, Lindsay, that they would abound in hope, the hope of Jesus. I was abounding in pain. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was in the hospital right after my son went on to be with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And a woman she was actually a nurse in the hospital at the time, said, tell me what you think of Jesus now. Mm. I was numb. I was Mm -hmm. physically exhausted. Mm -hmm. I just delivered a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, And I looked at her and I said, all I can say is Jesus right now is my only hope. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me and she said, then I need to meet this Jesus. Wow. And she sat on my hospital bed and I led her to Jesus just before I packed my bags and left. I was walking out without my son. Yeah, that's powerful. Okay, But I had a buddy in heaven now. Wow, that's so powerful. You've said two different, well, you've said so many things to, that resonate with my heart. But one of the things was Margaret Hinojosa mm-hmm. speaking the power of our words. I'm thinking of, we did a, an episode of Make Your Day Count or Bookmark. I don't know which, we've done so many things. Go, for what she's talking about, go to, go to richardroberts.org. Yes. That's our ministry website. And we have a program called Make Your Day Count. And we also have another program called Bookmark. Mm-hmm. Uh, look it up because Melissa and I do some very unusual programming. Yes. So go ahead. Sorry. Well, and we talked about the Queen of Sheba seeking out Solomon with hard questions. You need to so, watch that episode because she has a camel. Oh, my. Oh, Fortunately, yes. it's tin, but <laughs> she did have a camel. <laughs> Listen, we are so fancy like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a little scary, but... <laughs> But I'm just thinking, Margaret could have just let you lick your wounds. Yeah. Just like, let me give her some tea. Fed me tea. Fed yeah. me, fed me a, as she called it, I would have given you brownies, yeah. you know, because that's what friends do and, and here in, in Tulsa we do. Yeah. Um, but she she took care of you, but she ministered 
to your soul. There was a boldness that, like I said earlier, some people didn't know what to do and they did the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Some people didn't know what to do, so they did nothing. Some people didn't know what to do and they ended up doing the right thing. Yeah. But in situations like that, I don't think there's a guidebook of what to do because right. I sure I sure didn't know what to do. Yeah. And Margaret is a minister of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Margaret is prophetic. Mm -hmm. Margaret is bold. She's tall. She's a tall, beautiful Nigerian woman. And I am, I mean, honestly, I, I she's just tall and I'm not. And she's very, <laughs> very direct. And I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And she took her gifting yeah. and did not shrink back. Right. And had she... Uh, not listen to God or didn't operate in her calling, right. I might not have any children. Right. So then I, I, I believe that she was the catalyst in her calling. Right. Just sharing the word and speaking, and God obey, obeying God. Yeah. Well, then the next hard question was, it wasn't a hard question. I'm referring back to that scripture. The next time somebody had the right answer mm -hmm. at a hard time, was when the nurse asked you, what do you think about Jesus now? And I, you said... I said that my in my hope. when my back is against the wall, I'm yeah. all I can think of is Jesus Christ is the hope of glory. And she was waiting to see that. She's like, okay, I've probably... This is probably... She's worked at the hospital. Yeah. She's probably watched you on live TV for years. Could have, You yeah. know what I mean? She probably thought, okay, this is where the rubber meets the road. Do they still believe? Yeah. Do they still... I hope I'm the same off and on yeah. camera because if I were to be fake, yeah. it'd be a disaster. Well, and wouldn't life You've be miserable? You've known me over 30 years. I can't fake. Yeah, our insides have to max our, match our actions, yeah. right? We can't be I incongruent. I am what I am. We'd be like limping along here in life. No. We would not survive, sister. People have called me real. And I think, you know, in some ways mm -hmm. it's an insult. some ways it's a compliment. No, it's a compliment. But in all ways. Transparency is a compliment. It's who I am. Mm -hmm. I, I can't be fake. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't lie about Jesus just because my situation was mm -hmm. my own personal grief, mm -hmm. torment, disaster, uh, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I had to tell her what was in my heart. And while there was pain, uh, uh, unspeakable pain on mm -hmm. the exterior, mm -hmm. Jesus was still in my heart. Right. And that's what I had to say to her. And lo and behold, not trying to lead her to Jesus, right. she ended up Knowing Jesus. I think that's so good. You just said something that's also powerful, Lindsay. You didn't let your experience yeah. disqualify God's word. And a lot of times we do that. It's when you see somebody pray for healing and they've lost a loved one, but they'll still pray for healing for somebody else because the word of God is still the word of God and it's true. And our experience doesn't disqualify God's word. When my when I was 12, my father died of cancer. Mm. Um, it's very unusual that as a parent, you bury a child and as a child, you bury a parent. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very unusual set of circumstances. But when I was 12, he died of cancer. When I was 18... I had a lot of physical issues. I was told I'd never have children. And some of the things that the doctor had thought uh, medically, which he was exceptionally accurate, that would be happening to my physical body was happening. Um, I had other relatives that had experienced things like ovarian cancer or whatever, mm. on and on and on. And so by 18, being told I'd never have children, Richard Oral was the third pregnancy. Mm. And I was told I'd never even get pregnant. 
So this is a roller coaster of high, low, high, low, high, mm-hmm. low. By the time we got to being pregnant with Richard Oral, I was so, I was so exuberant because I thought I finally, finally. carried a child. First, got pregnant, but then carried a child full term. Then I'm crashing within a matter of hours of emotions, and not only emotions, physical body. I had a lot of issues. And I was 29, I think, 28 or 29. Mm-hmm. So that's a ma- that's approximately 10 years mm-hmm. of this roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. So if every time I was on an emotional roller coaster ride, I went along with the ride, mm-hmm. I have no idea that I could even possibly make a sentence. Mm-hmm. I had to have something bigger than my emotions yeah. to stabilize my physical body, my emotional being, my memory of being a child, my this, my that, my this, my that. Mm-hmm. The only hope that I had was not human hope. My mm-hmm. human hope was a disaster. But my spiritual hope, Jesus Christ, the hope of glory, yeah, was such a stability. I think people look at Jesus or the Bible as a box of rules, right? a We're box n- of yeah. do's and don'ts. To me, it was the st- the one stabilizing force. Yeah. yeah. I have a scripture, Hebrews 6 19. It says, This hope, that hope that you, Lindsay Roberts, held on yeah. to, is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Because honestly, you couldn't survive. No. This world is too hard to try and walk through on our own accord. We need to be anchored to God, and we need to be in the inner sanctuary of his presence. That's where we are sustained, and yeah. we are made strong so that we can get up and take the next step for the next day. The one thing that, for me personally, I knew, after it was all said and done, I had such a bizarre desire, I mean mm-hmm. overwhelming, thought totally thought-consuming desire to lead people to the Lord. You would Mm. think, oh, you mean pray for babies? No, no, no. Mm. Because what I went through without the Lord, I knew, I knew, I knew that if people were going through what I was going through, Mm -hmm. how would they do it without Jesus? Mm -mm. And there were a lot of people going through it without Jesus. I say this every day, how do, how we have to share the gospel For eternity, we want to see people in eternity, but how are people even walking around? We, Your husband uh, talked me down from a lot of emotions. Her husband was and is our our family doctor and and spent many days and hours and weeks and months and now years and years and years (laughs) of talking medical sense to me. But he also coupled it with spiritual sense. Mm-hmm. He and learned it in residency at Oral Roberts University. He, he did. He really <laughs> did. Through Oral's medical program. He really did. And and Gary is this unique, a very wonderful, nicest human being that I think <laughs> we've ever known. And at the same time, he's very medically qualified. But mm-hmm. at the same time, he's very spiritually qualified. Mm-hmm. And... There were days I needed some medical advice. There Mm -hmm. were days I needed some spiritual advice. Mm -hmm. Isn't it amazing that when I got to Nigeria, I needed some prophetic advice. God knows what we need. He meets us where we're at. Yeah. 
Even when, honestly, we don't we, know. I didn't yeah. know what I needed. Right, right. I, I was clueless. You would have never chosen to go there. You know what I mean? Oh, on no. purpose. To no. Be, yeah. That wouldn't I have, have been your house. avenue of healing, right? I wouldn't have even taken the tickets to California. Yeah. I would not have left the house. Mm. But God knew. He does. And my whole success in that, if that's a, the right word to use, um, was not because I did anything right and not just because everybody around me did the right or wrong thing. Mm-hmm. The whole success in it was listening to God. Mm. I think the bottom line is when Man. you when you have an opportunity to hear the Lord, yes. he talks like he writes, he writes yes. like he talks. He won't say something to you that's contrary to his word, and he won't write something contrary to what he's going to tell you to do. That's right. He will never tell you anything that contradicts the word exactly. of God. Exactly. And because of that, <coughs> excuse me, because of that, I was willing to listen. Mm. I think that we need to understand faith without works, which means corresponding action is Mm -hmm. as good as dead. Mm -hmm. We've got to get into action. Mm -hmm. Action doesn't mean I go um, smack the nurse for asking me a horrifying question. (laughs) No, that's not, that's not the action I'm talking about. And the weapons that I'm talking about, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not in the flesh, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. If ever there was a stronghold that was Mm. coming after me. Mm -hmm. And what is it? You cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And you bring into captivity those thoughts into what? Into the obedience of what? In the obedience of Christ. Yeah. Get uh, the nicest way I can say this is read the Bible. Right, right. Get in the word. It is our anchor. It yeah. is our anchor of hope. Get teaching on it. Mm-hmm. Go to the back of the book or Google. Get Listen, a I love a good study Bible. There's, yeah. I mean, it gives you so much context. That's what I would encourage you. Just get a good study Bible. And in all honesty, I'm not trying to plug something, but go to richardroberts.org. Mm. Let me explain this to you. Here's the best way if you want to do something immediate richardroberts.org slash bookstore. Mm -hmm. Get the free stuff. Oh my word. Just get the free stuff. I'm not even trying to tell you get all of it. Get the free stuff. Download PDFs. I mean, you could put them on your phone. The Make Your Day Count magazine. Oh, the Make Your Day Count magazine is beautiful and it has incredible articles. And it's free. Yeah. Like I said, get the free stuff. Tons of scriptures that pertain to different topics. You can look up by topic. Yes. So... Get started somewhere. If all you do is mm-hmm. hold on to two scriptures. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to ask you, Melissa, give them a handful of scriptures that you just gave to me just now. Okay. And I'm going to ask you just, just to get these scriptures. If this is all you start with, mm-hmm. it's a good start. Yeah, it surely is. So Jeremiah 29, 11. Is- We're at the kitchen sink and she yes. just knocked over my soap. <laughs> You should be here right now. (laughs) Listen, but my Bible didn't fall in this week. Yeah, so which is rare. (laughs) Yeah. So the other scripture is 1 Peter 1.13. I want you to write these down and look these up. And then my, the one I, um, Romans 15, 13 is like a life scripture for me. It's may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace and believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you abound in hope. I just want to say, By the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me reiterate that. Not by your own accord. We can't, we're not conjuring up a good feeling, people. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells within you. 
that you may abound in peace because of who Christ is in you. Yeah. And then the other one is Hebrews 6, 19, that this hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls and leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Those are just a few uh, scriptures. If you start with those few, I'm telling you, you'll bless your own socks off. <laughs> Well, like my mom. in fact, I'm not wearing any very rarely ever wear <laughs> shoes. That's a good place yeah. to start for this me. This has been great, Lindsay. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for giving me tough questions. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Anna. You're no, welcome. No, no, no. <laughs> no Sometimes we have to address yes. tough, tough things because, you know, it's my prayer that what I went through allow somebody else to understand mm-hmm. there is hope on the other side. Absolutely. So I pray for you right now. Thank you, Whatever Jesus. it is that you're going through right now, I pray for the God of hope. I pray for God to be your hope, for Jesus to be your hope, and for you to know that you know that you know that God loves you and he cares for you. He didn't cause it for me. I had to, I I thank God I knew that the devil, the thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. So I didn't turn my back on God. I pray that you never turn away from God, but instead you turn to God. And I pray when you turn to him, you find him to be your hope hope in every aspect of your life. I pray for you to be healed in every way in Jesus name. Amen. 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 And amen. Melissa, thanks for being here today. Thanks for you all listening to entirely unconventional. And I love to close this with something I believe with my whole heart. You're worth more than you think. (laughs) Bye-bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast to connect with Lindsay on social media. Follow her on Instagram at Lindsay Roberts official. To get a copy of Lindsay's brand new book, Discover Your True Worth, simply search Discover Your True Worth on Amazon.com. We'll see you next week.